0: Hello everybody. Today is Monday, January 25th, and welcome to Footnotes, the podcast about all things Dartmouth High School. In some episodes, we'll be interviewing teachers and students. Others will be hosting a roundtable discussion about DHS current events, complete with insights from the staff of the Dartmouth High School Spectrum, our student newspaper. You can find the Spectrum at dhsspectrum.com. This week's guest is English teacher Tara Kearney. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to Footnotes. We're here today with English teacher Tara Kearney, affectionately known as TK in the English department. Thanks for coming today, Tara.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for having me.
0: <laughs> so we're going to ask you sort of the same questions we've been asking all the teachers. Um, and the idea is just to kind of get to know a little bit more about you uh, outside of the classroom. Um, so tell us, what do you teach in the English department and how long, you've, how long have you been teaching and how long at DHS?
1: All right. So this year, um, I am teaching ninth graders. Um, I also am teaching AP Lang this year. So this is my second year with AP Lang. And my first year ever teaching um, film critique here as an elective, which has been um, really awesome to kind of do something a little bit out of the English realm, but tie it back. And this will be my third year at DHS. And my fifth year like full-time teaching if you don't count the year that I like long-term subbed um, but I've taught at a couple different schools so um, third year at DHS I taught for a year at Derby High School um, in Fall River um, I taught at a, a faraway land called um High School in Foster Gloucester <laughs> Rhode Island for a year um, and then I've also taught at um, Mount Hope High School in Bristol Rhode Island so so old. you've only been
0: teaching for five years, but you, you don't come across as being a, um, you know, a new teacher. You seem like you, you know, you're experienced when you're in your classroom.
1: Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's just learning as you go is kind of how I feel. You know, the more you teach, the the more experience you gain. But yeah.
0: Um, when you before you came to Dartmouth High School, um, what were you teaching most at the other schools was it kind of a mix of stuff or were you also teaching freshmen there too
1: totally a mix um so my first year at dartmouth high school i taught all freshmen and it was really awesome to just kind of be teaching the same thing in different ways but kind of the same books um so that was actually my like longest experience with freshmen so when i worked at durfee i taught solely 10th grade Um, and I actually really like the 10th grade, um, kind of the, the the transition from ninth grade to 10th grade is always like really crazy to me how much kids can mature. Um, I love the energy of ninth grade. So it's been really awesome to kind of get that back. Um, when I taught at Punta I had a mix of 10, 11, and 12. And, um, yeah, so I think I kind of have found my niche with, with the schedule I currently have. It's my favorite, um, so far that I've ever had. So So you have taught a little Um, bit of everything. Yeah, definitely. You know,
0: it's funny that um, that transition between ninth and 10th grade. I agree. That's a that's a big one, even between eighth and ninth. We don't see it very much, but sometimes kids can go away after their freshman year and they come back after the summer. And boys, especially, they might be like three or four inches taller than when you saw Mm -hmm. them in the spring when they left. It's hilarious. So you're teaching film right now. That must be really challenging to, to teach during the pandemic. How are you? How are you doing that with uh, the kids in your class? Are you watching films?
1: In a couple different ways. So the first month we started off with a lot of kind of film clips and analyzing just bits and pieces. I found this really awesome YouTube channel called Lessons from the Screenplay where he, I don't know exactly who he is, but he takes um, bits and pieces and I've created projects based off of his videos. So one of the things that we did was like, how to create an empathetic villain. Um, and so it, his video analyzed um, the Black Panther and the, the villain in there. And then the students kind of did, you know, a creative representation from a different film of their choice. A lot of people picked um, the the Joker, Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker, um, which was really interesting. Um, when we've been hybrid, when the kids when the kids are at home, they're at home and they're working on some sort of like week-long assignment, some sort of project. And then when they were here, we would be watching films. So it did take longer to watch films than in like a regular scheduled year. Um, But the class is ending, the semester's changing over. And I actually figured out a way to, if I put my Chromebook in front of the TV in my room and show it, it's not that bad. So we're ending the year watching Shawshank Redemption, which... So there's, you know, slightly depressing moments in there, but we hadn't watched a drama yet. So that's kind of where we went with that, but it's been a lot of film clipping and just kind of winging it, but it's a great group of kids. It's an awesome class. So I know a lot
0: of teachers are doing that. Different. They're putting their, their Chromebook in front of the um, the TV because it's very hard to stream things on the uh, Chromebooks. Yes. So it doesn't work very well.
1: <clears throat> no, I attempted and got kicked off right away and I knew I was going to, but I'm like, oh, I might as well just try it. But It's been, it's been fine. As long as you position it the right way, it's not. And if the student pins like the speaker to in the meet, if they pin it to their screen, then it's bigger. So it's been, it's been doable.
0: All right. Changing gears a little bit. um, How did you become a teacher? Um, What did you do before, um, if anything? And, and, you know, was there something like, was there some moment or some situation um, that you were in where you said, yeah, I really want to be a teacher. This is what i I want to do.:
1: I didn't fully figure it out until my freshman year of college, where i I went in thinking like English major, like so I had a couple lit classes, but then um, I had an intro to education class, and then I realized, okay, how am I going to do the thing that I really, really like? Um, but tie it into something that, you know, I never, I never thought I wanted to be like a writer or like, you know, be a journalist or anything like that. And so I kind of just fell into it after um, taking an intro to education class. Um, I went to school at Southern New Hampshire University and I always loved English in high school. Um, And I had, you know, teachers that really had an impact on me um my favorite teacher was probably Mr. Carr I went to Joseph Case High School in Swansea and um he's the type of teacher that I'm like 100% the opposite of and I I was like oh I want to you know he challenged us but he was just this very tall man that had a very dry sense of humor and like a little bit sarcastic but you know really challenged us and taught us how to write and um you know, when you got an A on, on a paper, you were like, wow, like I, I finally did it. Cause you know, the first time you get a paper back from him, it's like a oh, B. Plus. And you know, <laughs> um, so one of those things that, you know, um, I kind of fell into it in a sense. But then once I started taking the education classes at, at um, my college, I realized that it's kind of what I wanted to do um outside of doing anything else i mean it takes a while to find a full-time teaching job especially i feel like if you're going for history or or english um so i have waitressed forever at this restaurant called the square peg and that's never been like it's been my full-time gig when i couldn't find a teaching job and i was just day-to-day subbing or long-term subbing um but i haven't done anything else and i still work there now right. just Not as much.
0: I think that's interesting because so many people do get into teaching, um, you know, almost like through the back door. It's not like I find very few teachers who said, you know, initially, I just really wanted to be a teacher when I went to college. I think some people, you know, or most people have a tendency to experience it and think, oh, I could do this or I really like this after you start doing it. I think my experience was the same and quite a few people in the Mm -hmm. department as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My next question is, um, it's not really a question. It's uh, what do you mean you have a life outside of high school? (laughs) What are some things you Uh, do to entertain yourself outside of school?
1: Yeah, well, so I do have my part time job, but I don't really I mean, it's entertaining in a sense. And I enjoy hanging out with those people when it's not, you know, during a pandemic. Um, So I enjoy going out to dinner um, when things are more back to normal. Obviously, I am a big foodie. I will pretty much try any type of food once. Um, I enjoy the Providence restaurant scene. Um, I live, you know, a little bit farther away from Dartmouth. I live closer to Rhode Island than I do like um any other places, like in mass I guess. Um so everyone's like, oh like yeah, like there's so much good food in like downtown New Bedford. And I've been only because like the people that worked here have told me to go there, um, type of thing. I enjoy obviously reading. I've been really during the school year I listen to a lot of audiobooks while I do other things, like go for a walk. Um I'm obsessed with my dog. <laughs> so I have a mini golden doodle named Bailey and um we hang out she likes to go for walks she likes to run around she really likes she really likes anything um if she's outside um yeah so just hanging out with my friends my family my sister um is probably one of my closest friends I mean I have other friends but there's nine years between us but we still like hang out and get along and all of that jazz nine years is a long
0: time that's a big gap
1: I know. Yeah. I thought I was going to be an only child. And then they broke the news to me, which was fine. I was just happy that, um, you know, we ended up getting along
0: you and were, all that. Jazz. You were probably old enough to handle the news at that time. But I think when kids are like four or five right. years old and you hear it they're like, I don't want a brother. I don't want a sister. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, Have you heard that we have a um or have you met Augie, the therapy dog yet?
1: I have not. I have missed him. I heard that he was here on Friday and I watched. um. Mr. Parati sent something today, like the, the, um, the, the tribe update. And I saw him sitting on Mr. Tebow's lab. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. Yeah, he's the friendliest he kinda dog. He kind of looks like my dog. Yeah, he kind of looks like my dog. Um, but they're not, you know. But, yeah, he looks so sweet. Your
0: dog seems like it might be quite a bit bigger than this dog. Yeah. Just from the photos yeah. I've seen. Yeah. All right. Um, what's something in this year's curriculum that you really enjoy teaching? And why?
1: Um, let's see. I haven't gotten to my favorite book for the ninth graders yet, which is Dear Martin by Nick Stone. Um, that'll be probably where I'm in the process of starting to teach night right now. Um, so that will probably be my favorite unit for the, I, I have a favorite thing for pretty much every class um, so that would be my favorite unit for the ninth graders um, the students end up doing a, a symbolism tattoo project with outside research and we use Google drawings and there's a lot of stuff that can transition remotely um, and and work for hybrid as well so I'm excited about that um, for AP um, the students currently are writing a research paper on like an unsolved mystery or like conspiracy theory conspiracy theory of their choice as kind of an introduction an ending to argument and an introduction to synthesis so um you know yeah so i'm excited about that so they're in the process of creating that and they're also going to create a um google slide one pager about their unsolved mystery and present them um there's no lack of
0: conspiracy theories to choose right now that's for sure
1: i know i know and see what they come up with I know there's a lot of and I made it so that they weren't any um, repetition of of um, mysteries. And so far, there was only like two people that thought about doing the same thing. And I was like, oh, that's fine. And then like, actually, you know what? I'm going to change this. And so
0: um,
1: I'm excited to get the final products for that. And then for film, my favorite film that I showed them this semester was Goodwill Hunting because so many of them hadn't seen it. And we talked about character and the different dynamics, um, and they designed like a laptop for one of the characters with stickers and had to explain um, the choices that they made. And when I had the students um, write about what their favorite film that we watched so far was, most of them said Good Will Hunting, um, even the ones that you didn't think would like it. That's so. interesting
0: because that's such a Boston-centric film. i surprised yeah. they haven't encountered it yet.
1: Right, I know.
0: What's been the most difficult aspect of remotely teaching for you?
1: A lot of the things I do in my class are based off of group work and and working in teams and kind of figuring things out together. And so I've struggled with missing that aspect because, you know, breakout rooms in Google are cool and they do work. But then sometimes if I'm popping in and out, I find that students are just working like solo instead of collaborating with one another. And it that's my struggle that I've I felt like I really have missed a lot this year is is the collaboration between students and and the group projects. So I think it was was it last year? Yeah. So last year, um, at the end of To Kill a Mockingbird, my students created thematic food trucks, and we went down to the library, and you know I had I invited English classes down, and they 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 voted and got and students even made you know bits and pieces of food to sample, and so things like that that won't happen this year because of what's going on are the things that I really am missing. Um, but
0: you I know. love the food truck idea. Some kids came up with some really creative ideas, um, around that. that was, yeah. Um, you know, when kids go in those breakout rooms, it's so easy to go dark. They can turn their camera off and, and sort of hide.
1: I know it's too easy.
0: It's not the same as being face to face.
1: Right. I know. And like when in a normal school year, my desks are usually like always in some sort of group formation. Um, yeah. So I miss that.
0: What's a, um, what's a great book that you've read over the past year or what's your favorite book? Hmm. Oh gosh,
1: that's hard. Um, so my favorite book would probably be the hate you give by Angie Thomas. Mm. Um, it's a book that I can pick up time and time again. And I just think that it's really kind of pertinent to, you know, our society today I also really love Just Mercy. Um, and that's the first, I, I never was a big nonfiction reader until I started teaching AP. Um, so those are the two that kind of have changed my way of thinking about certain things.
0: Um, you know, that's interesting because both of those books have film versions. Are they, are in those cases, do you think the book is better than the film for both of them or is it different? Yes. I
1: I personally think typically the book is, always better um but i think that's just part of my like bias as being an english teacher yeah. i liked the film versions of both so the film version of the hate you give i think was done really well um they tweaked the ending a little bit and they cut out one of my favorite characters but they like combined him with someone else so it was like but you know the movie was already two hours so there's so much that you know can be said in a book that can't be said right. or shown in a movie just because you'd be there for like seven hours. Um, I really liked um, Michael B. Jordan's um, kind of um, interpretation of Brian Stevenson. I wished that there was so in Just Mercy. There's a, it's a couple different storylines in a couple different prisons, but it was kind of consolidated to just be about one. Right. Um, so a couple people, it's including Walter. Um, in the same prison so I had to like wrap my mind around no he wasn't actually there with him um and things like that but I think it was done really well um I just kind of wanted a little bit more of the book but they really just focused on Walter but again I think that's kind of what they needed to do
0: yeah I think film. it's so difficult because there are only so many plot lines that that people can focus on like right. when they're when they're watching but it is disappointing though after you've read the book to not see those played out Right. That's why I think Harry Potter was so easy to put on screen, because there really weren't, you know, a lot of threads underneath the main plot going on. So it could really kind of go directly to screen.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Um, Let's see. What makes Dartmouth special for you uh, or what makes the English department at DHS special for you?
1: So. I mean, I, I could I have a lot of different answers for this. Um, i'm I'm known for always sharing my materials, but I feel like my lesson plans and ideas, but I feel like I'm only that way here because when I came into this department, everyone was just really kind of positive and 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 engaging and just really kind of like, you know, just n- nice and willing to like listen to like someone. Cause you, know, I wasn't a first year teacher when I came here. Um, but you know, it's always like, you never want to go in and like, you know, start, start talking to like, you know, everything when, you know, you're new to the building right. and all of that. Um, so just kind of the positivity within this department has really kind of made me feel more comfortable than I've ever been. Um, especially like in my first year, like, I feel like I left with like, you know, lifelong friendships. Um, and the kids at DHS are just so awesome. Like it's like you have a group of kids and then like next year you have a different group of kids and the kids from the year before will come back and visit you, especially like, I mean, not this schedule. Well, the schedule like, that we had last year with Pace, like I would have students that I taught as ninth graders and, you know, they're 11th graders now and they'll, they'll come in and check in and ask how I'm doing. And so it's just kind of like the community um, feeling that I get when I walk into this building in like a normal school year um it really kind of just makes it like where I feel like I'm home I guess
0: what makes an English class um rigorous for you what, what are some things that you do I know you mentioned your your teacher from high school um I think it was Mr. Carr right he was it was yep. really challenging um how would you define rigor in the English classroom
1: I like to do things that are very project-based that get the kids thinking about how it can relate to their life outside of here. So one thing that I've done differently this year, and this is thanks to Miss um, Brittingham, she's kind of set up her year with like teaching kids about 10, like 10 skills that happen in English class and other classes and other contents as well, and how they relate to um, kind of like skills that the t- that employers look for in students like whether after college or after high school part-time job full-time job whatever so the first thing or the second thing we did um after like the get to know you was kind of go through what these 10 skills are and then as we go through assignments this year i like kind of put the little emojis on the projects and in the google classroom assignments being like these are the skills that we're hitting on so some of them are like collaboration, and some of them are emotional intelligence, um, and some of them are critical thinking and and, and listening. And so that's something that I think if students can see where, like what skills this assignment is hitting on, it kind of gives them a bit of an incentive to, you know, get into it. Um, But to make a class rigorous for me, it's about making kids kind of think on their feet and realizing that collaboration and and thinking about things big picture is is worth it in the long
0: run. I love that idea of the uh the 10 skills you know the idea that those probably could be transferable to um to any class. You know it's really kind of yeah. setting kids up for success I would say. All right. Last question. How do you manage the, the home slash work divide? Um, how do you kind of, you know, keep it all together? English teachers, I think, probably have more take home work than than most other teachers. I mean, what do you do to kind of keep yourself sane and level?
1: So I try really hard not to take a ton of work out of the building with me. So if that means that I have to stay a little bit extra after school, you know, like a half an hour this day, maybe 45 minutes another day to catch up on some grading, um, that's kind of what I do. Um, I'm not saying I never check my email when I'm at home or anything like that. But it's something that I think when I student taught my um, mentor teacher, and this was in New Hampshire, I student taught at a tiny town um, called Goffstown. And she said, you know, your first or second year of teaching, you're going to bring everything home. You're going to plan everything. You're going to have a lot of stuff to do outside of school. Um, But she also told me, you know, you want to utilize your prep time. And if you need to go, you know, talk to someone or ask a question, that's fine. But, you know, don't spend the entire time socializing unless you need that for your mental health. Um, So she kind of taught me that it's good to just kind of use that time productively anytime you're given to, you know, use it to catch up on what you need to catch up on. Um, and I I really do try not to take a ton of stuff home with me, even if it means I have to stay late a little bit one day or um, something like that. So that's kind of my mantra.
0: Yeah, I think that's <laughs> such wise advice. You know, I I sometimes will close my door during prep just so I can get stuff done. And everybody should know mm-hmm. too that I've just taken 23 minutes away from uh, <laughs> Ms. Kearney from doing her uh, her work. So. TK, that was great. Uh, It was good to hear you kind of talk about things, you know, going on in your class and, you know, things outside of school. Thanks very much for taking the time to do this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, (laughs) bye-bye.
0: That's it for this episode of Footnotes. We hope you enjoyed listening. You can send any comments, suggestions, or questions to Higgins at dartmouthschools.org. Don't forget that you can read the DHS Spectrum online at dhsspectrum.com. We'll see you next time.